0: masturbation network keeping america baiting for 300 years and now sweet bang tube oh yeah give me some cut me a piece oh you just go away baiting
1: damn it their illogic and foolish emotions, a constant irritant. Then transfer out, freak! Two! Two!
0: Three! You belong in
1: the
0: circus, right next to the dog-faced boy.
1: I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum.
0: Sheep, flying, no good, rotten, four-flushing, low-life, snake-licking, dirt-eating, inbred, overstuffed, ignorant, blood, sucking, dog-kissing, brainless, dickless, hopeless, heartless, fat-ass, bug-eyed, stiff-legged, spotty-lipped... We're headed totack of
1: monkeys! And now, together by live simulation via the internet, Scott Gardner and Chris Honeywell. Laugh 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 No, not bla, blah blah! Something like that might happen. I'm just People gonna set goes. it right there, I think that'll be good. That happens a lot with shows we're disappointed in. <laughs> Somebody comes out and goes, Great! That was an awesome show. It was my favorite of all time.
0: <clears throat> Alright, I'm going to go ahead and start the, start the timer. Hello and welcome to uh, this special... Sort of live version of Two True Freaks, where we're actually both in the same room at the same time.
1: We are in the in the Scott Cave. Yeah, uh, you know it's funny if we both were in the Chris Cave, we wouldn't be able to fit two people in that (laughs) room. But Scott Cave is is a lot neater than the Chris Cave. Let me tell (laughs) you. But this is pretty exciting. We're doing the first podcast in the same room. We're just. Instead of doing it over Skype, you might notice a little sa- difference in the sound. I don't want to say quality, but in the in the sound of it, because we're we're re- recording on just a little MP3 recorder in the middle of the room. Easy as pie. No hacking together anything. No Skype f- fucking up while <laughs> we're talking. Um,
0: I'm just yeah, gonna is- I'm gonna start talking and from time to time, j- but. Yeah, yeah. Just
1: do that so that... <laughs> no, <laughs> what you have to do is you got to be talking along and... Just pick up where you left off just to simulate that, that crappy su- Skype sound. We need to get stuck in one of those loops where you say the same thing over and over Yeah, again. and you sound like Max Headroom. But anyway, <laughs> hey, it's my first trip to Georgia. First time hanging out with Scott except for a 15-minute uh, stop at um, Arby's in Rochester once. and Well... We might as well just call it twenty years, it's just bad, to yeah, be just about just to round it off, just to make it an easy, nice round number. And as all of you probably know by now, I came here down here for uh, Dragon Con, which is over now. So this is sort of our, our wrap up of Dragon Con and uh, our view of it. And um, one thing I'll say that I definitely know I speak for Scotten is, if you're listening to us and you've never been to Dragon Con, you should go. Oh yeah, it totally. was fun. Totally. Um, and when I say fun, I mean a fucking riot It was overwhelming and incredible And now that I've been doing a little like research on it And seeing like, a little CNN It's the biggest con ever It's just the biggest con And they said 30,000 people were there this year And obviously there were more than that Oh yeah, well, what was it? It was either CNN, it had to be the local news, because
0: I haven't seen the CNN story yet, so it was actually the local uh, Channel 11 news out of Atlanta had a story where it said that there was, you know, that they set a record this year, so it was record attendance, so even with the economy and everything the way it is, I mean, still, you know, they they blew attendance records away, so it was pretty awesome, but... uh, Actually you touched on something saying that that I I should do right out of the gate that's actually not in our show notes which is throw some thank yous out there which uh oh yeah I I don't want to leave anybody out so I I'm this is totally off the top of my head and I apologize if I miss anybody but right off the top of the head the 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 people I want to thank the most for this Dragon Con experience um would probably be right off the bat, Eric Peterson really got the ball rolling with with getting us motivated and getting us really wanting to go and and all that. And Todd Grady, Grady sort of come as a pair. Yeah, absolutely. Those guys... You know, not only did they Saw put their us pop. up, you know, they gave us a place to stay and everything, but I mean, they were just fucking great to hang around with. Yeah. You know, they fuck
1: they, you, Eric Peterson. <laughs> fuck you. We'll I mean, go they, into that more later, but there's going to be t-shirts of that one. I mean, because I know that for for me personally,
0: a lot of the the con was spent kind of being the tag along little brother because I was just so fucking overwhelmed and lost. But they were awesome. I mean, they never made me feel like. Jesus you know we're tired of you being around or whatever you know. well I think they're both pretty good
1: actors you know
0: <laughs> also uh, Adam Tebow uh, who goes by Earlobe of Vagamato on the forum fucking great guy and you know he, he let me come to his place Thursday night you know I spent the night we, we went and got our tickets on the early registration Thursday night and I slept over And, uh, you know, he had a whole room, I mean, a whole house full of people by the time we left, you know, Friday morning to go to the con, caught a ride with him, you know, he helped me get through the MARTA and everything, because I've only been on Atlanta MARTA just a couple of times, so I would have been lost by myself, you know, so he totally held my hand till we got to the con. And then, you know, not intentionally or anything, but we we kind of ditched him after that and I felt really bad. It, we never really I don't I back wouldn't up. say ditch well, as I,
1: much as you just never really met up with well, him yeah, again. Well, yeah, I mean, but it wasn't
0: in, in any way intentional, but I just felt really bad. It was like, damn, well, you know, it, we were It's such a huge thing. I oh, mean, yeah. this
1: takes place over four big the big four hotels in Atlanta which are all together in one block and it goes on. I mean, it's just so easy for people to get going and doing their own thing and just, you know, you could wander off and you'd be lucky if you just randomly bumped into anybody you knew there because they were right. just staggering amount. not to mention just the people who were at the hotels, any you know, also just going there to see sports games or something, and those people, boy, what a treat they must have had. You know, I'm going to see the the football game or whatever it was, or baseball game, and all of a sudden you have 40,000 because they said 30,000 people. There were forty or 50,000 oh, people yeah, there. Oh, yeah, easy. I easy, mean, yeah. every hotel was crammed, packed with people wandering around in costumes and stuff. And that must have been pretty overwhelming to be a normal and just walk in right. and see that. Or, and it must have been... And Brandy Roatsy, we should think. Brandy Roatsy. Oh, yeah, she, yeah, definitely. She hooked us up with our Star Wars panels that we were on, which we had a fucking riot on the Star Absolute Wars right, panels. Yeah. Um, oh, uh, another one... Uh,
0: for me is it uh, is definitely for uh, for comic geek speak the CGS guys. I mean, if it wasn't for for discovering that show and listening to that show and and really taking their advice to heart to to embrace your your geek, you know, your inner geek and let your freak flag fly and all that sort of shit. I never would have gone to something like this. You know, I've I've been such a closet geek now for so many years, but they really kind of brought me out of that shell, if you know what I mean. So, I, I, definitely, you know, definite acknowledgement to those guys. I really appreciate that.
1: So. Yep, and everybody else can go piss up a rope as far <laughs> as I'm concerned, man. <laughs> anyway, one one thing that Scott learned this year, I think, uh, since we're starting at the beginning, was uh, he decided to be proactive and responsible and register early for Dragon Con. Mm-hmm. Which now it's sounding like I'm starting to warm up with a little lecture of be prepared and, and um register early, but guess what? Don't fucking do it. How, yeah. how long did you wait in line? We were in line at least two and a half hours, with probably at least
0: another two hours to go when they started to say, you know, things like, you know, if your name falls between, you know Gorgowitz and Horatio, then come on up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So you know we would have we would have waited a hell of a lot longer if they hadn't started doing that. That was on Thursday night. We got there. I want to say f- shit fourish. I think something. I forget now. But we were there a long fucking time. And, uh, and you know Adam, I
1: went with Adam. And Adam will attest to all that. But then when you you know you came in, I came in rock star style after a twenty four hour hell ride on the fucking Greyhound. Pulled in, met Scott. We walked over to the hotel from the Greyhound station, got in line, and what, maybe ten minutes. I had my I had my pass, you know, and that was on the first day. So I, you know, I knew Scott. was watching Scott, and he was like, "Oh Jesus Christ, here I go again. I'm gonna have to go wait in this line again." And he was being a good sport about it because you know we hadn't seen each other in a while. But I was kind of feeling bad that he was gonna, I was gonna tell him, "Hey, you know, you can ditch me in line," but. We barely even we barely you know we barely had time to strike up a conversation in line with one of the guys ahead of us and next thing you know there I had my pass and off I went.
0: And, and then when we went back what day was that where I lost the badge and we had to go back? That
1: was Saturday. Saturday, I think. yeah.
0: It was like Saturday afternoon. We were walking down the street headed to something. I can't remember what we were headed towards. When we were I, going
1: over Yeah, we were going to go we were I think we were just going to go check out the Hyatt cuz we hadn't been there before. Yeah. And or the uh, Sheridan, one or of the Sheridan, Sheridan. One yeah, of it was the
0: Sheridan because we were walking down
1: that street. That's right. right, and Scott lost his his and and the actually the less said about that the best. Yeah, but, well, let's just say there was a angel of mercy that that really saved Scott's ass on that. And to that mystery, um mystery troll, we say thank you, sir. Yeah, absolutely. You're a good, you're a good man.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. But yeah, I mean, we went when we went back there. My, my There was no way. My big advice for, for um, first-time Dragon Con goers is get a hotel in the major hotels. Spend, oh, yeah. spend the money to do it. It costs an arm and a leg, but it is worth it to have that base of operations and to be right in the middle of it and to have a nice place to, you know, shit shower and shave and relax when you have to relax. Um, it's just nice to do it, and then you can just walk out your door and... And let me tell you, and, and having a, having a, your own room in the hotel is great because that's where the celebrities stay in. And we even had our own celebrity elevator moment where we were going back to our room and who who's in the elevator with us? But Peter Mayhew. Chewbacca himself with his wife. He was uh, three sheets to the wind and feeling no pain, happy. He's, you know, he's a tall, those really tall guys, just like Richard Keel who we saw at his booth. Yeah, those really big, tall, giant guys. When they get older, their bodies just go to hell. Like yeah. Richard Keel was in a little wheelchair thing, you know, yeah, roll around thing. He was having trouble. And Peter Mayhew, you know, he ha- walks with a cane, a really cool cane that looks like a lightsaber. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. Um, but you know, we were in the we're in the elevator with him, and Scott says like, Ah, I can't believe I'm in the,
0: I in the elevator. No, I, I, I just I didn't want to embarrass him or anything but it was just so awesome. I'm standing like right neck, you know, elbow or you know, like, yeah. shoulder to shoulder, well not well, shoulder, not shoulder, shoulder he to shoulders shoulder, Towers over me, but you know, I'm like right up against him because there were so many people. And I just said, "I am in an elevator with Peter Mayhew. It doesn't get any fucking better than this." And then his wife was like, "You're in an elevator with a drunk Peter Mayhew." Which yeah. was just and then they get off on her odd.
1: floor, she goes, "Come on, father, come on, father." And she's like, He's had too much absinthe, <laughs> and for those of you who don't know absinthe, woo, he might have been wasted. We saw him the next day sitting in his booth yep. with his head in his hands, just like, man, oh my. Yep. But uh, yeah, he how cool is that? You know, day. and and all the major celebrities like, you know, Shatner, Nimoy, um, Kate Mulgrew, Kate Mulgrew, Picard, all the captains. We didn't even see Hyde nor hair of them. Nope. But you know what? Who cares? I didn't care. The other the, the people that we did see, you know, I think were more exciting to me because, I, you know, whatever William Shatner, whatever, uh, you know, what's the best thing you, if you meet William Shatner? The best thing you get is, hey, Mr. Shatner, I admire your work. Why? Thank you very well, how, much. You how know, how many of the ones that we met? We met like like for example,
0: like Gil Gerard, Charles Fleischer. I forgot to write. Pong, I, forgot yeah, I forgot to write Charles the one douche on there. Oh yeah, that's right. But of, you know, at least three different celebrities that we met, and the ones I can remember off the top of my head would be Gil Gerard, Charles Fleischer, who, you know, of course, he was the voice of Roger Abbott, and... um Jimmy Palmiotti, we got them all to say motherfucker, which was yeah great. I mean, Roger Rabbit
1: saying motherfucker was awesome. That was even he just said that on his own. they all said it on they their own. It's it a good thing. Own. Palmiotti was a potty mouth. I like that. Oh, guy. that's right. We need to run down our list and well, then come back to yeah, the, yeah. the
0: one douche because
1: everybody the, else was fucking was awesome. Great. Yeah. The first celebrity I saw is from my favorite movie of all time, which isn't even a science fiction movie, which is One Flew of the Cuckoo's Nest, and that was Nurse Ratchet herself, Louise. Fletcher, you know, Oscar winning, she won an Oscar for that role, wonderful any- actress, still looking matronly, you know, she's looking kind of great, but hey, yeah, it's Louise Fletcher, I got my, I, I, that was one, the one celebrity who was like, take my picture with her, please, because ah, I just love that movie, and that was, I didn't expect to see her there, you know, and that was now, great. Now, anybody that doesn't know what movie he's talking about, or what actress he's talking about, she was
0: also... uh The other role she's probably, arguably, as famous for would be Kai Wynn on, uh, I think it was Wynn. Was it Kai Wynn? It was Kai something or other on
1: Deep Space Nine. Yeah, I never saw Deep Space Nine. No, I would say Louise, like uh, Nurse Ratchet. Yeah, you know. Yeah, but um, and another Oscar winner there was uh, Malcolm McDowell was there. Great. I just got to think Actor. about
0: something that's resting on that table, so that's why I started leaving. when oh, okay. Line. I banged bang the table
1: too much. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Who else did we meet? We saw we saw John Connors, whatever the guy's name was playing. Yeah, John I feel Connor bad I can't TV remember show. what the actor's name is. I want to say Voice Thomas of Decker, nin- but I'm not sure that's right. Voice of a nine-year-old girl. <laughs> <laughs> he was really cool, though. He was though, really yeah. nice, very friendly. Very friendly guy. Very friendly. Um Michael Golden was a comic yeah. book great, funny, funny, friendly, full of life type of guy, very you know, very gracious, like you know I mean if he it, it, he he would start up the conversation with same with palmio palmiotti was out from behind his booth and as soon as he oh, knew yeah. Scott was a fan of Jonah Hex. Yep. He was more than happy to talk to us longer than we, we probably had time to talk to him. I think I have audio from
0: our conversation with Jimmy Palmiotti, which I'll be putting up in a later comic month. There's going to be a lot of audio... It's just not going into this show, but keep keep an ear out, guys. We'll be injecting audio. But we, uh, we
1: got a few promos from some celebrities. Oh yeah, definitely.
0: We, we just a few, you know, little interview, little tidbit things we'll throw out there. But yeah, Paul Miotti was great just for you know, like Chris said, the 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 hex Perez, thing.
1: you got to meet Perez. Oh yeah,
0: Perez was excellent. Um didn't get him to sign anything and I wanted to get a picture, but he for one, he was really busy, but also, you know, I know that he's he'll he'll let you do pictures and all but he looked so s- kind of sickly and frail to me. I was kind of, you know, I kind of didn't want to bother are getting him love you know? in the
1: tooth, you know.
0: But uh going back to Michael Gold in a moment, um just in case anybody wonders, I-, I was speculating in that one recent episode on what I what exactly I would take to have him sign. And actually it was once I thought about it, it was really a no-brainer. Uh. The book that I took was uh, Star Wars number 38. And uh, he signed it for me. I've scanned it already, and I'll pu- I'll put it up on uh, the the f- one of the threads on the forum so you guys can see it. But uh, just awesome to meet him. I've I've always been a Michael Golden fan. He's done so many comics. We talked a lot about that, and uh, we may possibly get him later we, on. We, we talked to him about Palmiati, it. So.
1: Golden said he might. We might get Golden. You know, not you know. I mean, we'll see what works out. Um, a bunch of people said they would be on our show, so we'll see who works out. We, we'll, mm-hmm. you know, we got a handful of them. Maybe we'll get a couple of them on the show. That would right. be really cool. Peter David was yeah. was another really nice
0: guy. I was nervous about meeting him because I've heard so many negative things about Peter David that he can be a real dick and all this stuff. But, but I'm telling you, man, there's only there's only one person who who was kind of a dick to us. Or to me rather. You didn't talk to him, did nah, you I didn't
1: give a shit but Peter, about him.
0: Peter David was great. You know, I, I went up I can't even remember how I broke the ice with him now, but you know, I just started talking to him, you know, big fan of your Star Trek stuff, love your comic book stuff, and we just kinda struck up a conversation. He was very gracious and very nice and even
1: threw us out a little soundbite. Yep. So not at all dickish. And the only Enterprise captain that we spoke to, um, Alan Ruck. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, he was really
0: cool. I, he was I, nice. Yeah, he was very personable. And, you know, I just went up to him and I broke the ice with him by I pointed. That he had a picture of himself as um, Cameron from Ferris Bueller. And I said, I so was this kid in high school, and he's like, Oh yeah, I was too. He goes, I totally was. You know, beyond the obvious that he played the character in the movie, he said he was just like that kid. You know, growing up and everything. And then I nice. told him that I said, well, you know, I just wanted you to know that you know you came up. As captain of the Enterprise, recently in a Star Trek episode we did, and I defended you and all this. He got the biggest kick out of it. He thought that was really hysterical, and he was really, really cool. cool. Um, what,
1: what was I going to say? Oh, um, I'm sorry, I cut you off. No, no. Um, yeah. Um, oh, um, Garrett Wang, Garrett another Wang, Star yeah. Trek guy.
0: He's got his hair grown out. He looks like Genghis Khan. Yes, or something. he looks really cool. He was a really friendly guy. Um, Matt Did he Bush? say motherfucker? He said something he too that was funny. Yeah, he said something that was funny. Who was the other? Oh, Matt, Matt Bush. Bush. Yeah, Matt Bush is uh, one of the official Star Wars artists. Also very very into talking to us and said he'd like to come on he the had show. Some so beautiful
1: did. art oh, there yeah. too, Unreal. and we kept we kept getting getting into just getting into shooting the shit conversations with Gil Gerard, who turns out he <laughs> lives right down the street from Scott basically, and yep. goes shopping at all the same haunts that. Scott d- Scott doesn't. He was a pretty. Di- he seemed like the- he seemed like he just wanted to talk to people. I oh, think yeah. he might have been a- doing a little of the tippling. Oh too. yeah, a little bit of drinky drinking. But at the- he was he was another one who liked. It. He had a nice potty mouth on him, you know, that he would just. Boy. And and we found out some inf- insider information that he's going to be in a new version of Buck Rogers Buck Rogers, yeah. which should be interesting. But he's not playing Buck Rogers. But that we'll get to that more. Well, we
0: found out that he bought his lawnmower
1: from the local
0: Sears here in Carrollton. Now, Carrollton is literally a fucking fly speck of a town. It's where I live. It turns out Gil Gerard is not only familiar with this town, but does shopping here. Bought his lawnmower here. So the other night. Um, when we went out to just grab a quick little dessert at Brewster's, I took Chris by the Sears to show him. Hey, there's where Gil Gerard bought his lawnmower. Just, cause. I- I'm just so tickled by that that you know, Gil Gerard shops in my
1: shit little town. That's awesome. Yep. <laughs> yeah, well, he's got <laughs> yeah, to shop somewhere. he's got to live somewhere. He's got to shop somewhere. He's got to live somewhere. That's But right. um, that was about it for celebrities. Now let's uh. Oh, Although he missed, you should, he missed uh, yeah, but we'll, we'll, Anthony Montgomery? Oh, that's right. He was he, one of the best. Yeah, yeah. He was Now, crazy. he was a guy Scott brought up like, I would like to interview this guy before he even knew he was going to be a Dragon Con. I remember you were yep. we were talking about that, and you're like, you know, that guy, I saw him on a DVD and an interview and a DVD extra, and he seemed like just a down-to-earth guy. And then while you were saying it, you were flipping through the pre-Dragon Con, you know, of the guests who were going to be there, and son of a bitch, there he is. He's going to be there. And let me tell you, what a down to earth. That guy was a great guy. He was awesome. He was. He came leap When we wanted to take a picture with him, we're like, hey, okay. He came leaping out over the table and was just very excited that, you know, we were paying attention to him and, you know, just a great guy, you know. He, he was really awesome. He really, like, summed up that, you know. He was just the opposite of the pretentious, tired, Maybe it's because he's younger and he hasn't done 8 million cons or something, but he was just, he just said, you know, this is my job. I do my job. I'm not anything special. I'm a guy doing my job, and you know, and and he appreciates that people like what he does,
0: you know, and now he was sitting what a, a person or two away. From he was the
1: biggest douche. Yeah, let's drop it was that. Let's like drop that. The shoe. nicest guy and the biggest douche had to cancel themselves. Right out. Now, now, just to be fair, you know, he might have had a bad. You know, his wife might have left him fifteen minutes before you went to talk to <laughs> him. You know, or. You know, the doctor could have called and told him that he had terminal cancer, that one of his balls was going to fall off, or something. Nah, I think he's just—I think he's just a douche. Yeah, probably more likely. Well, do we want to drop that? Yeah, box? go ahead and say it. What it was somebody I was
0: so looking forward to. That—that that is is something of a hero of mine. Yeah, in, we're going to slander a couple other people, so yeah. we might as well start now. <laughs> it was Bruce Boxleitner. I was so disappointed. I walked up. I tried not to be too fanboyish, but I just I struck up a conversation telling him how much I appreciate his body of work. Tried to talk to him a little bit about Tron 2. Um, tried to talk to him. I was going to get into a conversation with him about um, the character he played in The Babe, but he was just a total... Just
1: he was having nothing yeah he of he it. just
0: was totally like uh eh. it was great it wasn't even monosyllabic uh, syllabic syllabic i cannot say that syllabic. word syllabic it wasn't even like know, yes and no it, it was just grunts it was like uh eh. and i was like Well oh, fuck you then you know i mean it i mean i go i know the guy doesn't owe me anything but jesus christ you well, know everybody I'll, else I'll is say this so in, also in
1: scott's defenses we don't approach celebrities like most of the people do just like uh, hi, Can I suck a little piece of your soul off For my collection You right. know we you know, go up and talk to them Like hey you know thank you you guys are great You know and we leave it at that And if they want to talk more they'll talk more And a lot of them did Because we would actually talk to them about stuff That I think a lot of other people were We right. weren't always there to talk about The most obvious thing that they right. were there for right. You know And uh, so I think they appreciated it if at least not the gesture just having something different to talk about than what they always talk about. So, yeah, and um there's not a there's not a person we
0: talked to, you know, of of the stars where I said I liked you as Buck Rogers or I liked you as your character or I didn't even identify the franchise. You know, when I went up right. to talk to them, I said, you know, Hi, it's nice to meet you, you yes. know, and and I appreciate your your work. Yes. But I never like like to say like Montgomery. I never said to him, "Wow, you were great as Travis in Enterprise." Right. You know, or whatever. Right. I, I went up and said No, you came up you know, to him and
1: said, "Hey, I saw that interview with you and I just wanted to say you're one of the most down-to-earth interviews right. I ever saw and I really appreciate seeing that enthusiasm." And he was right on it. He knew, yep. you know, he knew exactly what we were saying. He was just like, "Thanks, you know. I I don't want to be that pretentious guy who acts like, you know, he's better than anybody else cuz he's an actor. He's like it's my job. I right. you know, I'm you know, the I it's like being a fry cook at Burger King. And a lot of times it pays as well as being a fry cook at Burger <laughs> King, you know. But he I'm sure he did a little better. But, you know, yeah, he he was just a great guy. Um that's about... We got a couple other little celebrity stories, but they'll come up on our... Uh, right. Oh. Yeah, we never got to see Alan Dean Foster. Yeah, yeah that really sucked. We never saw we couldn't any figure out of where the, he was, yeah. and nobody else seemed to be able to figure out where he was either. Well, there were two areas of
0: celebrity. There was the, the so-called Walk of Fame, where, where we met all these guys we're talking about... And then there was another area for all the comic book people. I forget what do they call it comic artist Alley or something something like that. Like that. yeah, and then the artist the excuse me, the authors were scattered did not to the yeah, they weren't scattered. they weren't gathered in one place. They appeared in like different places and different panels each day. So unless you knew exactly where they were supposed to be at any given time, they were kind of impossible to track down. And so sadly, Alan Dean Foster we never got to see, and Crispin, A.C. Crispin, yeah, was actually supposed to be on a panel with us, yeah. and never
1: showed, so and, I don't and, know what's up with that. And that's another thing about Dragon Con, is we're like, oh, we'll go to all these panels. I think we went to one panel, right? Yeah, we we attended one panel, and we, we, were, hung, we were on, we were on, two, on panels. two panels, of course yeah. we attended those ones, Yeah, but you know, we only really went to one panel at the whole thing, you just, right. it's, and. That what a great panel that was! I think we should maybe talk about that. That was a Star Trek Phase Two. It was great panel where they talked. They just talked about how it was made. And the ideas behind it. We were nervous it.
0: too going into that. You know, for the first what what would you say five ten minutes we well, were like, was Jesus, Star this is, is going to be so. It's
1: full of the pretentious fat Star Trek fans and people that are just they're kind of pretentious and snobby about their Star right. Trek. But boy oh boy, uh, James Cawley, who's the guy who just sort of took it upon himself to start filming old Star Trek episodes with the old characters again, and is doing a fantastic job, he's getting better and better, and what a fascinating panel, he was on that with Gil Gerard, because Gil Gerard was in an episode, and he just acquired the rights to Buck Rogers, so he's gonna. So Collie is gonna be Buck Rogers because they can't make money off the Star Trek. They made an agreement with Paramount. Yeah, we'll let you do it, but you can't make money off it. But they actually bought the rights to Buck Rogers, and they can produce those shows and sell them. Right. And um. And I imagine, and and he's not doing a remake of the Gil Gerard Buck Rogers. He's going back to the comic books. Right. Yeah. And do it. You know, it starts out in 1918 in World War One with Buck Rogers being a pilot. So he's going true to true to the old comic book feel, so that should be really cool, and Collie, uh, if, if nobody's ever heard of him, is like an Elvis impersonator who w- used to work as an intern on Next Generation and on a bunch of Star Trek shows, you know, as a, an intern, so he's probably wasn't paid, but he started collecting sets, and spending all... He was a fanboy who collected sets and then started building exact reproductions and then started filming Star Trek on it, and man... This guy, he knows his Star Trek, and he loves his Star Trek, and he gets it. He understands. When we were at the panel, we were like, I wonder if they're going to bring up the 2009 one. And Scott was like, I wonder what he thinks of it. And I said, well, he might not like the 2009, but he was in it. He had a brief part in it, you know, an extra part probably, you know, yeah. just in the background. I don't remember seeing him at all when I saw it. Well, you you specifically said I can recall you saying when I asked,
0: I said, "I wonder what he thinks about it." And you said something about, "Well, you know he what? Won't be he's, able to he's say." He's anything. not going to say anything
1: because he he's not going to be allowed to knock it. But then not he, that he wouldn't be allowed to be, but I don't think he'd want to make any right, waves. right. and he'd say, "But boy, he uh he, he really He didn't pull any punches. He said I love the actors. He didn't like the set, and he had major problems with the story, and that's he had major he he said I have major problems with Spock and Uhura too, but he let, just left it at that. But he I think he sort of caught himself going off on it a right, little bit, yeah. and then and then and then geared it back. But boy, he and you'll hear Scott and I asked him a couple questions, and I asked him about his acting approach to playing Kirk because he plays Kirk on the on the show. Since he's doing all the work, I guess he he. He put himself in the lead, and he's pretty good as Kirk. Oh, yeah. He he pulls it off, but he's not like Shatner, and I asked him, how do you, how do you, because I was expecting him to say, like, maybe like the Chris Pine thing, where it's like, well, I'm going to do my own Kirk, but he was just like, William Shatner's a man. He brought that character to life from a piece of paper, you know, that's, that's it. He is Kirk, and, and, uh. And boy, I I really like to hear that. And he said so many things that you so and I just things. looked
0: at each other and said, "Oh, we love this guy." Yeah, this you know? guy,
1: this guy, you know, thinks of Star Trek, the, the original Star Trek, the same because to him, that's the that is Star Trek. Well, it's, Star Beyond Trek to him is what we had said a long time ago.
0: Star Trek is the story of James T. Kirk, yes. and he said the same exact yes. thing. There may be next gen and DS nine and all these other shows, but ultimately, Star Trek in its purest form is the story of James T. Kirk. Mm-hmm. And when he said that, I was just like, oh my god, this guy is my and we're working, new hero. We're working so. him.
1: We're going to try and get him on a Star Trek Monday yes. Monday to talk about his favorite Star Trek episode, which we won't tell you what it is. Nope. Nope. You cannot know. But, uh, that was the only panel we attended. Now shall we oh, tell them. Oh, wait a minute. Uh, one other
0: thing though uh, is uh, Biblio Mike wanted to know. Now, I get the impression that, uh, that Dragon Con is not exactly like Say, like San Diego, where there's going to be all this breaking news and these little things and all that. But there was a piece, you know, granted we only went to the one panel, but there was a piece of sort of insider, you know, breaking news. And that was that um, an upcoming, I don't know if it was necessarily the next one, but an upcoming episode of Phase Two New Voyages is going to be like this. It's going to be the uh, adaptation of a story that was found. In a, a book from a long time ago called Star Trek: New Voyages, that was the name of the novel of the book, and it was a collection of short stories. And my one of my personal favorite Star Trek stories of all time is in that book. It was a story. Uh, I guess the name of it must be Mindset. The mind Yeah, that's sitter. what they're going to call the episode. Whether that's the name of the original. It is. Story. is I looked it, it up in oh, okay. your, your book over there. And this story, I don't want to give too much of it away, but I'll tell you what they told in the in the thing, which is this is what I remembered of it: is Kirk is missing. He's been missing about 2 years and Spock is the captain of the Enterprise at this point. And Spock is basically the last holdout. He will not give up on finding Kirk. Kirk has been run through the Klingon mind sifter and then dumped back in in history. He's been lost in time and he actually winds up in a psych ward back in I think it's like the 30s or something. It's a damn good story, and I cannot wait for them to be doing oh, it. It's going to you know, be great.
1: A, any story with an insane, with a Kirk who's lost his mind oh, yeah. three quarters <laughs> of the story is going to be good. And that's another thing about Collie that cracked me up is he's had a fr- had one of his co cowork- coworkers on the show oh, that's does right. a great... Um, Doctor Van Gelder, no, and and he the guy did his Simon Van Gelder, and that was that just hooked it for us where we were like, oh, tell These. him about the T-shirt. Oh yeah, he had a he had a Simon Van Gelder T-shirt with all the just fucked up, strained faces that Van <laughs> Gelder made. <laughs> so you know, and if you listen to our show regularly, you hear us all. No, no. <laughs> so I mean match made in hell right there oh, yeah. so if we get this guy on the show it's gonna be fun so what you know, should we talk about the the panels we were on oh yes 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 because we uh and and you will hear those because yes. we did vi- we videotaped them I'll probably put them up on YouTube and I'll probably bleed the audio out and we'll put them on as a, as shows yep. We we did a um, panel on Star Wars Clone Wars and we did, or yeah, Star Wars, Star Wars Clone, the Clone Wars, Wars, and we did a panel on Star Wars adult themes. Adult that themes was a night Star Wars. Yeah, that was an adults-only panel. No, what was it? Nobody under eighteen. Eighteen was allowed at that yep. panel, so that was just fertile stomping ground for the two true freaks. <laughs> but let's let's start with our first panel, which was about Clone Wars. It had a um, great, you know, we did the panel and. Let, let's just say I don't want to say they were badly organized, but they weren't very. The panels weren't very. We no, showed f- up. No, for they it. threw us into the. There deep were people end, man. who were ju- who were there. Who were, you know, our quote unquote moderator for the first panel was let, didn't know what was going on, and hey, we just sat down and Scott and I basically ran the ran oh, the yeah, show for yeah, the first yeah, one. The, the girl who set it up, she wasn't there, so we found our way into the room and just generally, uh, it was a very. We we ran two unusual panels where it wasn't just us talking. It was basically. Just sort of a talking back, a rapport with the audience, back and forth with the audience, and and the first panel was great because there were little. This was the moment that made me feel really like good. Was there were some little kids in the in in the uh, you know you have uh, we started talking about Clone Wars, and I figure if we're on the Clone Wars panel. That's because we're fans of Clone Wars, you right, know? Right, right. And immediately the audience just starts going, well, I have a problem with, and there's a problem with this, and then they're blah, 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 and, you know, it's the big, smelly, fat, fucking comic f- guy stereotypes, Star Trek guy stereo, Star Wars nerd stereotypes of... but And that's how it first started off on this negative thing. And then Scott points to a little kid and goes, you, what's, what's your question? And the kid goes, an episode blah, blah, blah... When when there's that virus, why don't the clone troopers die at, at, as fast as everybody else? And that made me feel real good. A kid right. was asking yeah. us to answer just to answer a question about it, not to you know voice an opinion. But it, and it, I mean, it was a, just a great. Uh, all the little kids had it. like, how do the guns work and stuff. It was great. That stuff is great, you know, because I feel more of a rapport with those little kids than right. Fucking, part of
0: that I think was that the
1: guy, we'll we'll talk briefly about the the
0: people we shared that panel with, was that there was the guy who was
1: and and I feel bad that we didn't catch names, we really, we'll get their names because they're on the tape, but I mean we never met the guys before and they weren't like, you know, when you saw the panel it didn't have the names, this guy the, the guys on the panel with us had just sort of showed up at the con, and they met Brandy Roatsy, and she said, hey, you want to be on this panel? Boom, and then they were on it. They they knew less about what was going on than we did, you know, basically. But we had this one guy who sat there, and it all started with me. I was talking about, like, how I had heard... Now, I got, you know, I've made a wild stab at the year that this happened, but years ago... I was staying with a friend in San Francisco, and one of her close friends was really good friends with Marsha Lucas. And this was just after George and Marcia had gotten divorced, and George was raising his kids. And, and it was like nine; it was somewhere between ninety and ninety-two, somewhere in there, probably closer to ninety. And uh, George, and Marcia had told this guy, "Hey, George is having a midlife crisis. He's writing the three new Star Wars movies. He's going to write them and direct them. He's gone crazy." And I remember going, oh, so I told this story at, at, at this, and, the, uh, and of course, the guy sitting on the other side of us has to speak up and goes, well, that's not really insider information because in 19, you know, I said, I think I said 1992 or 3, and he goes, in 1991, it was printed in Star Wars, right. blah, blah, blah magazine. The jo-. And it's like, you know what, dude? Go fuck yourself, man. See, that's the thing I was gonna say is that if we'd have been at the nighttime panel with that, I know that you totally would have told that guy. I want it. Well, up. you know, I mean, I I understand. I like having someone like that, a sort of asshole, on there because it puts a friction in there, right? And that makes a panel interesting. And you know, everybody's entitled to their opinion, <coughs> asshole. But he was but, a, but, a um, dick
0: about it. But he, but really he was, was just
1: the 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 standard. You know, I know all this information. He was just looking at us like we were the two biggest goofballs in the world. Because we were having fun. Right. We weren't there to Uh, nerd out or stuff. We were having fun.
0: and He (laughs) was there very much to be... For one thing, he didn't like Clone Wars. You know, he, he said right out of the gate, I don't like it, I've got problems... And we just took the fucking wind right out of his sails because you and I both said right at the beginning that, look, we're not the fact fucking people. Yeah, we the-
1: basically said we're not you, dude, before yeah. we knew
0: he was him. Yeah, we, we came right out of the gate saying, look, you know, we, we may not know the name of every character and, you know, the make and model of every ship, but See, we're major fans and we're here because
1: we love Star yeah, Wars. And, and and we got our great fuck you moment when, you know, the, the guy who was moderating the, the panel calls up, there was a writer from Clone Wars in the audience, George uh, Kristic, Kristic. Or, Kristic yeah. or whatever his last name is spelled with no vowels <laughs> but really nice guy, oh, down nice to guy. Na- yeah. earth guy, humble you know, nerd fanboy who got a job at Lucasfilm he's, li- he's about our age you know, maybe a little younger even and just living that dream, that nerd dream, and very happy to be in it, and he's someone who knows the reality of working On a Star Wars project. So here's all these people going, well, I don't think they should do this, and continuity this, and blah, 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 that, and timeline this, and timeline that. And he gets up, and basically he says, well, you know, basically George says, do what you want, and if I don't like it, I'll say no, and and run it by me. And, you know, it's a very loose thing. And, And I got my fuck you to that guy moment where I said, hey, look, you know... Star Wars, whatever it can't be firing at all you know something like that can't be perfect in every aspect all the time especially when there's a TV show, six movies, you know all the all the stuff that's come out you can't you know I said I live and I was sort of blabbing about it but you know I took this circular point to basically say I live for those moments where you're watching us you know clone wars and that star wars moment happens right. that, that breathtakingly right. beautiful battle scene or beautiful shot of these creatures flying or something that's just inherently pure star wars and i said and this show delivers it to me every week right every week there's at least at least one point in it where i'm like ah star wars and it's like a junkie getting their hit and, and I, george loved that yeah, well, he, he totally loved that where because he knew he, yeah. knew he knew you can't get it and everybody's idea of what those Star Wars moments is different. So you're trying to get it in for everybody that you can. And basically, and I also said, hey, you know, and the kids. And basically, that was sort of the thing. The kids are getting into Star Wars. Now you're bringing in a new generation right. in Star Wars. And that t- sort of took the wind out of Douchey McDouche's sails. Well,
0: I think between that, with you doing that, and then George himself had kind of a maybe not a purposeful fuck you, but it was still sort of a fuck you to that guy with the fact that, you know, he he came right out and said that they don't care if they end up eventually... Because I don't know how many times the same question got asked a number of different ways, which is, how can you have between Clone Wars the animated series, Clone Wars the current series, Clone Wars comics, Clone Wars graphic novels, Clone Wars novels, all this stuff... How can all of these adventures be taking place in like, what is it, like a three year window? And he basically said, look are you enjoying it? We think it's awesome. If down the road we end up having ten seasons of this show, would you rather have that than not have it, and yeah. and to hell with how it fits. Yeah, I'm totally on board pr- with that. I, I came f- up with the MASH oh, principle.
1: Yeah. MASH, the MASH TV show lasted like five times longer than the Korean War <laughs> Right, itself. right. So, you know, whatever. Nobody was griping about that. It may have made jokes about it, but and I hey, could see that guy grinding his teeth yeah. when you said that. But it's yeah. like, fuck Suck you, it, dude. Pal. I mean, it, Star Wars on TV? How fucking awesome is uh, what that? Was the na- uh, what was the name of his uh, Repu- podcast? Repu- Republic, Republic Forces, forces Radio. Radio. He, I don't remember his name. We'll, we'll, yeah. You'll hear it when you I hear don't it. think, he's, think he's alone you, on
0: there, so don't, you know, don't, don't, don't like, take it boycott out on them. Or, or, yeah, don't take it out on them well, I'm for sure this they won't one guy. But this guy, whoever he was, he was such
1: an ass. But then our second panel... The adult themes. Oh yeah! What? Wait, you forgot to
0: talk. You meant, forgot to mention what did George tell us that we thought was so fucking awesome?
1: Oh yes, he has listened to the Two True yes. Freaks Star Wars Monthly Monday po- podcast. He goes, "What's your podcast?" And we were like, Two True Freaks." He goes, "Oh yeah, I've listened to that." And that, you know, just... I was like, really? <laughs> really? Like, Whoa, really? <laughs> but then when you start thinking about it, if you worked... If I worked on Clone Wars, I'd be listening to see what people were saying. Oh, and yeah. I'm glad he listens to it, because we love the show. And oh, we do. And we're always saying so. So that was cool. So maybe we might, be, we might be able to get him on the show, too. Then we did another panel, the Adult Themes panel. Oh, yeah. And that started out as a very serious discussion on gay, lesbian, transgender, because a lot of gay, lesbian... I don't know if they were all gays, lesbians, and transgender, Certainly some of them were, but a lot mm-hmm. of them were friendly. Or, t- of that, They came there to talk about that, and that sort of dominated the first by, like 15 minutes of the panel. <laughs> but the thing is, there was already a gay, lesbian, transgender Star Wars panel earlier. So, you know, eventually Scott steered it away and said, hey, let's talk about some immature shit now. Right. Which... That's what it generally degraded into. There was another guy (laughs) on there. There was another guy out. There There were two other guys on there who were both um, star Star Wars writers, and both were very well spoken. And, and Scott and I Scott and I actually had to run this panel Because there wasn't even a moderator Nope. We got there and it was like okay it's time to start we'll get, <laughs> there Let's was get nobody going there. <laughs> Nobody there to run packed it the house. Pack house yeah, Packed people. house but no moderator we, 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 yeah, we had to do it all ourselves uh, Boy you know I don't want to give away Too much of that one because it was a lively one But let's, I'll just say it all the, the, I, the, As Eric Peterson said The takeaway theme For that one was Wampagism. And we'll we'll let you listen to the show to figure out how it got to that point, but it was a lively lively conversation. Rude, and it was great hearing people. Um, what I liked is um, we had you know we had Scott and I on one side, we had these two writers on the other side. One was a sort of older hippie sort of looking guy, the other was like a younger. Um, I, I he kept he, I think he mentioned like three times that he was gay. So he was all over the gay, lesbian, <laughs> transgender. But he wasn't given the people in the the people in the audience were like, why isn't there any gay stuff in Star Wars? And he basically said, hey, you know, I don't mind it showing up there, but if it shows up there, it has to show up there naturally. If you try and force it in, it's just going to be stupid and it's going to be pointless. And you know, which I I don't think they were liking that coming from him. You know, coming from Scott and I as two straight guys, they could roll their eyes and right. go, okay, but, you know, and he's an actual writer, too. So he was like, hey, you know, what, you know, what, you know, why, he's like, really, that's not what Star Wars is not about social issues as much as, say, Star Trek does. And Star Trek has covered that stuff. So he was just like, if it turns out to happen, then it happens, but it shouldn't be like the thrown in and yeah. somebody shouldn't shove it in there so to speak just because <laughs> it, somebody wants it in there you know because right. there's people saying you have to represent no, I don't this want it in there. so not that but but actually the rest of it was as you'll expect fairly immature joke full of just a lot rude of jokes jokes yeah. and puns and rude humor and a lot of audience participation and it was a lot of fun it actually went long we got to the point where it was over and we said hey um you know? Does anybody? Any, keep yeah, going. keep going. So we just kept going, and boy, it was it was it uh, doing panels is a lot of fun. And I'm hoping if Brandy Rhodesy's listening, we're down for next year. We'll Hell do some yeah. panels next year.
0: Well, hey, you know, uh speaking of of something you brought up there, we we forgot to mention somebody that we met that uh, I was really looking forward to meeting off the forum, but I was also very nervous to meet who was. uh Rainbow Cloak. Oh, ah, yeah, Darren. what a great I, guy. Yeah, he was excellent. And and I, I was. I was a little bit nervous to meet him, you know, because I just didn't know. You know, I'd, I'd been forewarned was part of the thing. Some people had said, <laughs> well, we don't know how you're going to take him and what, you know, because he has a particular brand of humor and everything, but he was really great. It was a nice guy. Yeah, yeah it, was really, it was a pleasure to meet him. I'm, I'm hoping to um, see him again later. Meet up with him in the future. Yeah, yeah he was, for, he was a very funny events. guy,
1: very humorous guy. Yeah. Um, well, let's just talk about just some of the stuff we saw there. Man, costume, that's the big thing is everybody oh, running yeah. around in their costumes. Half-naked women out the wazoo. A lot of girls if you like pasties. At, if you like looking at ladies, there was a little cheesecake for the ladies too. There was some Conan the Barbarians and Chippendales, Chippendales looking, yeah. looking guys. But for the most part, boy, the the guys or the ladies who like the ladies get a real treat at dragon con because i don't know when cheesecake and sexuality got mixed with nerd conventions but whoever thought of that is a fucking, fucking genius yeah because boy it brings you know the yeah uh, wow there were there were dominatrix <laughs> imperial <laughs> officer ladies and oh geez <laughs> Lots of ugly supergirls and Wonder Women. We finally found a really pretty Wonder Woman. We yeah. found a great, accurate Wonder Woman, but it turned out to be a man, baby. Were, oh man! From like the neck down, she he was
0: really you know Amazonian and really hot. It was really the right nice size and proportions. But then you looked at the face, and you were like holy shit that's a dude then
1: you notice that the that the tie for the cape was big enough to cover a nice healthy Adam's apple and ah ok I see how <laughs> well, that's know, going despite
0: all you warned me about going into this I actually had goals for this thing and I had goals like I wanted a picture with a Klingon I wanted a picture with this person or with that you know and people in costume or you know I wanted to no meet this, this celebrity goals. and one of those goals was I wanted a picture with Wonder Woman and up until we finally got that picture, I think that on was the on the last day. day, every Wonder Woman we saw was fucking homely. Mm. I mean, just really ugly-looking Wonder Woman. But then the one that I finally got my picture with, with, man, what a sweetheart. I mean, she she looked the part, really cute, and, and really personal. And
1: basically anything you could think of. We even saw a Clint Eastwood, Man Without a Name. <laughs> yeah, he was and, awesome. You know. But, I mean... The, some of our let's there were zombies out the oh, yahoo yeah. which gave, which was one of my favorite photo shoots And some people had a whole bunch of zombies and they go what do we want brains when do we want it brains, brains! <laughs> that, was, that was great um but let's see, there are some great ones. We won't get to the best costume till till after we mention Sure. One. Uh, one. fun thing: Scott tried to take a picture, but it was all the way across the street. We saw pregnant Princess Leia waiting to <laughs> get in line to get George into the singles, singles club, club across the street. <laughs> that was classic, you know, checking her cell phone. We saw some great pun outfits, like Jedi Clampet, um, Bubba Fett Bubba was Fett. great, Clown Trooper. That uh, was cool. Then there was the corporate, the just the corporate douchebag guy. He was hysterical. Um, there was this weird that There were two beautiful Lelus from The Fifth Element, a movie that Scott's not a fan of, but he walked away from this a fan of Lelou. Oh, me I tell love
0: Lelou. yeah. And one I like fun- the outfit.
1: One funny thing is we see Lelou and there's this guy in his Indiana Jones outfit who looks like Harrison Ford, working her, just chatting her up. Then we walked down art. the hallway. There's a second Lilu with another Indiana Jones <laughs> working her too. Now the first Indiana Jones we saw, he was on the make. He they looked could. like he's I could tell his thought processes. I look like Harrison Ford. I'm going to get laid. I'm going to get laid. But he also dressed up as a shadow. He had a whole he had a different yeah, costume every day. And all the time, he was just like, "Hi, ladies." Dick Tracy. That Dick was Tracy. the other one. That was yes. he, yeah. He
0: dressed up as Dick Tracy, and he dressed up as uh, whatever the hell the guy's name is from the Avengers. Is it Steed? Is it John Steed? Whatever the hell his name is on the Avengers. An, an, not not the Marvel Avengers, but you know the the British Avengers. He dressed up as that guy on the last day. But lots of Mandalorians.
1: Oh, yeah. Lots great, great, great. Lots and lots. Novels. Too
0: much steampunk stuff. I thought. One of my it's a, it's such a simple thing but one that really really made me happy and really hit my geek button was the dark trooper I think we only ever saw one. Yeah. But I don't know that they're even canon. I remember the dark troopers from. You remember the Russ Manning strip that ran in the local paper? Yeah. When they went to that Las Vegas planet, the troopers that were after them in that were dark troopers. And this, there's this one guy that was dressed as a dark trooper, and I was just like, "That's fucking awesome! Can I get my, you know,
1: my picture with you?" And he was like, "Hell yeah, sure, whatever." And once again, in true awesome do-it-yourself fashion, the best costume we saw was fashioned out of. Probably a wheelchair and a cardboard box, and an old crappy Star Trek shirt, and a blinky light, and a blinky light, and it was Christopher Pike, and this guy did not—he had the—he had the stroke victim face, did not break character for one second, was just like <laughs> was just sitting there all by himself. Just rolling around with that look, with that Christopher Pike look out his face, even more horrifying than the actual yeah. <laughs> Christopher Pike, and beeping yes and no. And I actually well, asked him, How much wood can a woodchuck chuck? If a woodchuck could chuck wood, his answer, no. <laughs> and <laughs> I asked him, I asked him. Didn't that.
0: even break a smile. Could, well, that's when we realized that he actually was really wired up and everything, because I walked up to him, and I said, Oh, this is fucking great. And he never responded. I said, Can I get my
1: picture with you? And you see, you see the light blink, and he goes, and I was like, that's <laughs> yes. fucking great! And and couldn't get him to break character. I was very proud. Later we were recording and a zombie princess Leia came up and she was just in character. We couldn't get her out of character. So I looked at her and I just go, is this what happens when you make out with your brother? <laughs> Bam! Got her! straight <laughs> out of character. Two she, seconds later she just, you could see her go... <laughs> and she was done. Yes, yep. victory. Victory! Um... Uh, Just once again, as we're we're sort of we're sort of getting to the end of this hour, I'd just like to say, "Fuck you, Eric Peterson." (laughs) He's been there so many years. This guy, he just, you know, we're walking around with old Eric Peterson, dum de dum de dum. All of a sudden. He's talking to these two girls, and there's news cameras around him. Turns out they're the girl, in, and I figure, oh, these are some girls he knows, you know. He from, went up to them yes, as, as if he knew as, them as as all his life That's his something. approach, as he goes up to people as if he knew them all their lives and starts talking to them. It looks into all, and the people maybe, I don't know if they assume, oh, I, I guess I know this guy. I must have met him before. He talks like we, and, you know, next thing you know, he's signing releases, and it was uh, the two girls from Ghost Hunters and so he's probably going to be on the DVD extra of Ghost Hunters. Girls! All those little gothy girls are just coming up to him left and right. I don't know if it's tall, the tall guy thing, because he looks and sounds like Jim fucking Henson, or, or if it's his fucking <laughs> fair gnomes or something, but it's pissing me off, man. It's the only single guy in this group of people at at uh Dragon Con and this guy's getting all the play? Really? Is that how it's gonna be? Fuck you, Eric Peterson. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Jesus I well, you Great you guy. Know. We're Fuck almost you, at man. the
0: end of this hour and we never we never talked about, you know, the we have a specific name for this episode and we had a particular battle I guess you could call it a battle cry, but we never got into that at all. Do we want to talk about that? Which battle cry is that? Oh, well, any time someone came <laughs> to the door of the hotel and knocked on the door, they would get the answer of, Go away, With which, which, I I don't know, where the hell did we start? I mean, I know where it comes from. Anybody who's seen Idiocracy, it comes from that movie. There's a, point, a part in the movie well, where the cops come to the door and, and knock, and the guy's watching the masturbation channel. And he goes, go away, baiting. But how we came up with that in the room and... and well,
1: because it was all full of beautiful girls. So it's like, hey, you know, if we, and we put up a sign. You, you said, we should put up a sign, go away, baiting. So we put it up, and every time someone knocked at the door, that was the answer they got. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it became a running theme in the in, in the course of the show. Another running theme was... Inappropriate smoking characters. We got oh, s- yeah. Jesus smoking a cigarette. Strawberry shortcake smoking a cigarette. Rainbow. I got video of Rainbow Bright. Two smoke- different Rainbow. Two Brights. different Rainbow Brights smoking cigarettes. One of them drunk as hell and cursing like a sailor. Who else? We had Doctor syndrome. There's a smoking Doctor Manhattan. They just, oh, there was a bunch of is, them. is great. You know, you go outside in the smoking area and you could get all sorts of you know kitty characters who are setting bad example <laughs> for the future generations. <laughs> I love that sort of surreal shit, and if you like surreal shit, this place is just steep, oh yeah, steeped, steeped, steeped in it. It was amazing, well, once again, yeah, yeah, it was just it's an amazing thing. I'm definitely planning on going next year, making it a yearly sort of venture. You know, probably, uh, you know, if Eric and Todd are into it, probably, you know, doing the same sort of thing, hooking up with them, getting right. a little right. running right. gag going with that. There were, uh, like you say, though, there were so many
0: moments that were completely surreal. I mean, probably the biggest ones for me were sitting in the front of those panels. I mean, being there in a fucking packed room and people
1: were there to listen the, to us. Like I in mean, the ghettos, like, of dre- like yeah. in the bottom floor of the farthest off corner, we were like, well it's our first panel, we just sort of bullshitted our way onto it, you know, I figured maybe we'd have five or ten people there, and it would be sort of our, you know, introduction to it, you know, sort of our first but no, both panels packed full, the rooms packed full, standing room only, with people who were interested, who were into talking about it, and it was it was great. I really and can't rock wait started at the end of it
0: too. You know, came up and
1: we came like, up and it talked to yeah. us because hey, that's well, you get on a panel, there you go. You right. know, it's it, all that stuff is just like suspended in bullshit anyway. So you know, I
0: totally didn't expect that because when it was over, I mean, we stood up like everybody we're else, like ready like, to it was, go. It was, yeah. all right, well, let's get the fuck out of here and go do something. And we got mobbed for like what, like a half an hour Each of people time, want yeah. to you know press palms and get our names and talk star, and I was like, wow, this is fucking awesome. I mean, you know, for for just a moment, you got a little taste
1: of what it must be like to... Well, I've had a few moments of that myself, anyway, just in my general career before this, but it was my first Star Wars celebrity (laughs) moment, you know. (laughs) I know you're new to it, and you're excited, but you get used to it, and after a while, you start looking at the little people as exactly what they are. Barnacles. (laughs) <laughs> Barnacles who just want to suck your time and energy away from you.
0: What else? What else was surreal? Because there was <laughs> just about fucking looking
1: everything. Up,
0: looking up at that one portion. Now you know. Granted, we were, we were surrounded by costumes the entire time, but one of them that blew me away was we were standing in, I think it was the Hyatt, and you look up at that upper level. It was, like, way up on the upper level. And it's like everybody up there was pretty much, you know, quote-unquote normal people. Yeah, they were the normal people hanging out around at the, the more bar. expensive bar, you know, just the <laughs> regular <laughs> patrons of the hotel. And right smack in the middle of all these so-called normal people standing around at the bar, was a fucking Tuscan Raider <laughs> leaning <laughs> on the rail, you know, with a drink or whatever. And I was yeah. just like, this How is so... How he was so... drinking it, you know, I don't know, <laughs> <Yeah>. but...
1: <laughs> Oh, it was awesome. But yeah, um, yeah, I can't wait. Let's see, what other themes do we have? Uh, yeah, well, we might have some t shirts made up. Oh, and, yeah. But, uh, if you go to, if you go to I'd our. I'd do her if
0: I had to. That yeah. was another
1: one. Well, actually, they put I'd do her if I had to, but the real phrase that I made was I'd fuck her if I had to. <laughs> so that's that's what the original author says. So that's what the t shirt will say. And we may have some go away baiting T-shirts made up by next year. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it, um, I can't remember where I was going with that as far as <laughs> as far as a wrap up goes. But it, yeah, I highly, highly, highly recommend. Oh, I know where I was going. Um, go to our go to our forum. There's a DragonCon thread on there, and Eric Peterson is so has been so kind to have posted links to like 400 pictures that he took while he were there a lot of them featuring Scott and I a lot of them featuring a lot of the people we just talked about and just lots of beautiful girls and beautiful costumes and bizarre sights in the hotels and stuff so if you really want to get an idea of what we were talking about and and see the pictures of what we just talked about. Go up; to, he's he put up in the thread a couple links to it, and it's just it's really worth going to look at. And we'll we'll put some of our pictures on. We don't have as many as him. We'll have video coming. There's video coming from all of this, and right, and you know, and you'll get to see a lot of the other stuff that we didn't even have time to talk about today. And uh, yeah, yeah, we've
0: got video and audio of uh, of the both of both the Star Wars panels that we were you know. Uh uh-huh. That we were on, and then uh, and Eric Peterson selected also selected audio of the Star Wars or Star, excuse Trek. The Star Trek panel with and, James Collins. and
1: we recorded a, a drunken show that was a mixture of our show and the the um, alternate reality show with Eric <laughs> Peterson. That where we had four microphones with often four conversations going at once. It's going to be a pain in the ass for him to for Eric to uh, edit that one, but that. We'll probably be posting that as as a two true freaks And as an alternate reality show So yeah there's going to be plenty of media Coming on this to back it up But this is for the people who've just Sort of been you know Listening to us talk about going And we'll put this right up and Now you know And we'll see you there next year And if we don't then we'll see Fucking drunken Peter Mayhew And we won't see (laughs) your unlucky ass there If I could ride the fucking Greyhound for 25 hours to get down there, you guys can get your ass, save up some money. If Scott and I, two of the brokest motherfuckers in the world, could go to Dragon (laughs) Con, nobody else has any excuse. And, and you know, I saw people... We saw a guy who was basically a fucking pillow with a head on it. No arms, no legs. He was a pillow. He, He was a torso with a head. If he can get to fucking Dragon Con and work in the security office... You can get your fucking ass in Dragon Con 2. So don't be lazy.
0: <laughs> anything at all with The be two awesome. true freaks. Is this a sobriety test? The two true freaks? It could be. The two true freaks? What kind of deviated show is this thing, anyway? Just uh, huh? everything everything geeky, nerdy, everything weird. geeky, nerdy, yeah. weird, yeah. Absolutely. Well, I can see that, actually. <laughs> well, I, I, I hope that uh, if you people out here listening to this podcast that um, uh, your life actually begins to work better now. That was <laughs> <So. laughs> Yeah. So thank you very much. That's awesome. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure to be here.
1: Awesome. We were up pretty late, weren't we? Until, uh, well, when we finished playing Battlefront, it was like one a- one a.m.
0: All right, all right. The drive to the to the bus station on a shitty 911. This is what it's looked like. I've been, uh, you know, you said something about the weather the mm-hmm. other day being nice and all, but this is what it had looked like for like weeks before you showed really? up. Yeah, it seems like it's done nothing but rain. That's why I was so surprised that Scotty actually managed to get the yard cut while I was gone. Because
1: that's quite a I... project to oh, do yeah. that lawn, huh? Well, when
0: I got when I left, I mean, it looked like the monsters lived at our house. Cause, uh, freaking yard and grown
1: up so high you know red alert what was that yelling at you for not having your seatbelt on yeah. or something
0: yeah I mean I always put it on but
1: not I fast enough pulling no, not fast
0: fast enough for the
1: car yeah god damn it <sighs> yeah I wondered I heard I heard Georgia was supposed to be hot and wet hot and wet like I like it and topless (laughs) guaranteed topless (laughs) okay pray America you better pray America (laughs) Uh, maybe we'll spot another runner running with an American flag and a yellow support our troops flag on his ass (laughs) ribbon (laughs) That was kinda of bizarre. I don't know what that's all about. I don't know if that's a here
0: I am, don't hit me, or if they're supporting <laughs> something or I don't I don't know what the hell the deal is there.
1: So what'd you think, man? Did you have a good time? Oh yeah. I got lots of video game time in which I never get. Killed thousands of rebels and thousands of Imperials the course of a couple days (laughs) quite a few headshots my favorite just think of the children they're they're, I I can't wait until they're famous comic book artists (laughs) and I can cash in on the autograph (laughs) see I've been trying I was pumping them for original art you know how much is that going to be worth When they're like the next McFarlands, And I've got their childhood oh, I scribbles. hope they're better than McFarlane's But I know what you mean Well Scotty's on his way Scotty's a very detailed He uses a, those really small pencils I was watching yeah. him draw And he's really taking his time And it reminded me of when we were watching Michael Golden Oh yeah And you know He was waving that pencil like a half inch over the paper before he, And then he would put it down And just put the lightest that touches on it and, uh, yeah, I mean, it's that eye for detail that's, and they're still in their kid phase where it's not, all it's realistic, but not super realistic. It's still kind of cartoon-like, but, you know, if they keep developing that style, yeah. it's going to be really neat. That would make Daddy awfully proud. Yeah. know what a good paying profession comic book artist is there you go and and if they they don't make it as comic book artists they can always fall back on podcasting (laughs) daddy's so proud
0: that you're a starving artist (laughs) Uh,
1: what a crappy day well, I guess if it's 9 11, it shouldn't be like yeah. the 4th of July. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 time it's for aft, time yeah. for a cookout. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's apt, you're right, but still. I've got my barbecue that's shaped like the Twin Towers. I'm actually surprised that, that it's not um,
0: like some sort of federal holiday. Too soon. But uh, <laughs> Too soon But right, I think it, is, it will be it, it is too soon But I'll, at the well, same rate It's remembered yeah. But it's not celebrated You know Yeah At the same rate I'm kind of glad Because I can see where You know Say 20, 50 years later You know Rather than be A somber day Of remembrance And mourning You know Like like will the style yeah. yeah And it's it's a, it's a fucking cookout Or something And people have Not a clue you know, Right kids You know Kids don't have any clue what the hell Memorial Day is. is. They—it's a day off from school. Right. It's the day that Daddy stays home and fires up the barbecue. You know, they don't have any clue what the hell it's all about. That you know, people died,
1: gave their lives so that you can have a day off yeah. from work. And your kids—your kids are actually too young to really remember. I mean, Scotty might vaguely remember. Nine Eleven. 11 Right. Wow. Logan was, what, a year old or something yeah, at that yeah. time? Yeah, Yep. It's hard to believe it was that long ago. I know it. What, uh, where were you when you heard about was what work. was going on? Really? I was at, I was working at the taco stand. And, uh. God darn, That's And Oh, it's funny, I was listening to Howard Stern and I hadn't listened to Howard Stern in years. But it was the only thing coming in on the radio that day. So I had it on because like once he's over, you know, the music started, so it was just turned on. And you know, it just sounded like oh, okay, it's a news item, a plane's hit the Right the, yeah. the World Trade Center and then Howard Stern has his lawyers, one of his regulars on the show, and he's this... He reminds me of that guy that Michael Moore... That we were talking about that Michael Moore hired. Right, yeah. And he, You know, he had that tough guy voice, you know. He's that Brooklyn tough guy. And that guy was right down there. And they said, well, hey, he works down there. Let's call him and see what he says. And he was telling them, oh, a plane, you know, hit the, the building. And it looks pretty bad, but, you know what a fluke and then as he was saying that the other Second plane hit, yeah. hit and they were watching it on tv and they go oh look a, a plane another plane just hit the the world or you know the the world trade center and then they were like well that's just got to be a replay of the first one you know that's just must be oh, the, footage really? from the first one because they weren't and then you know you hear people going, this is live footage No, right. And he's like, "Well, that how could that be in live footage? How could you?" And then you hear the lawyer guy gets on the phone. He's just like, "They just crashed another plane. This has got to be the Arab. This has got to be terrorists. That you know, blah blah blah. We will destroy that." Oh, he was. You could hear people screaming in the background and fire trucks and all that stuff. So I was sitting there just going, "Holy shit!" And um, um. John Sparacino was a postman at the time, and no fucking way. Yeah, he's still a postman. That's oh my god! How does there. a psycho get to be a postman? Uh think about that for a second. <laughs> All right, yeah, I guess. It's a job that he was made for. I guess. God, that's scary. better than his uh, daycare job that he had once. Uh, <laughs> but uh, our fir- our fi- our friend Paul, who's another. Uh, comic book nerd guy. He's a postman too, and he was on. He was our postman for the place that I worked. So he came in, and he was just beat red right in the face, and he's like, "We will turn their sand into glass." And uh, Sparacino shows up ten minutes later. He's like, "Are you hearing this? This is crazy!" And I'm like, "He's like, I gotta get home and check it out on TV." And then I was just like, listening to it on the radio all day, waiting go home and like as soon as that happened no business nobody came in to eat everybody was glued to their radios their tv you know the streets were empty you know everybody was just like because man that took that took weeks if not months to sink in you know to everybody it was one of those it was i think the first thing in our lifetime that was like literally put the whole country in a state of shock. Right. You know, traumatized. it was traumatic for everybody who was there listening to it because it's just like, what's going to happen next, you know? You had no idea. And, you know, at that point, it's like you said, you can't believe it's Here it is eight years later and nothing else has happened.
0: Well, what, what kills me, the, the thing I've taken away from it was, like you say, the whole country was... Was shot, you know, in a state of shock. but I look at it as the whole country got a major wake up call, and here eight years later proves to me what I what I said about a year or, or so out, which was, you know, they're, they're going to hit the snooze button and, and roll back over, and that's pretty much what's happened. I don't see a whole hell of a lot of change or a whole hell of
1: a lot of difference. And well, the, all the change and difference is like. It's a pain in the ass to get on a plane now. Yeah, but you know? I mean, the next one's not
0: going to be a plane. You know, a couple of planes flying into a building. You know, it's going to be bigger and badder. But what I mean, you know, for one thing, I remember that outrage. I remember how pissed off people were and how outraged and they were ready to, you know, let's, you know, nuke the fucking Middle East or whatever. And you know, what happened to all that? What happened to that? That anger and that, that bitterness and everything. It seems like it's just evaporated.
1: And I, I uh, There's it. plenty of people who still have it. But, I mean, the thing about it is... Really, there's not much... Re- I mean, the thing about it is... Okay, we could go fight a war in uh, Iraq and Afghanistan. Afghanistan whooped Russia's ass. I mean, any little country like that... Almost any country invade is, ne- is never gonna be like you're never gonna be able to take o- you know take over a country that has a different culture and stuff you know and it just entrenches in in the whole s- so we just you know there wasn't that closure of like we went over there you know clean clean house and we're done with it you know it was it was a major I think it was the major Fucked up by our government, whereas we needed Osama Bin Laden's head on a spike. That's what we needed to like to go and really like quote unquote do something about 9/11 Right. Because you know you go get the mastermind of it, and I think the way we should have done it was illegally. <laughs> we should have sent in the headhunt, the bounty hunters, right, the Mandalorians and if I fucking go out and infiltrate and go and, you know, sneak up behind him and chop his head off, you know, and, and show them that we can get them at their same game. Instead, it turned into this big war and now we, you know, now we're just like, now all we're doing is pumping back, you know, Marines with no legs now and, right. and with shell shock and stuff. And that takes some of the fight out of you, you know, and, you know, that's, that's the thing is there's a whole subsection that luckily you and I haven't really had to deal with. You know, I might have to in the near future because my uh, brother-in-law is going over to Afghanistan in November. Oh, really? But yeah, um, yeah, he's, he's in for drum training right now, um, and he's got a bad job too. He's training the police force in Afghanistan, so he's got a he's got this super roadside bomb assignment, you know. He's you know his job is one of the tar- you know targets of terrorism over there, I'm sure, you know. So you know, all, all through mostly the Midwest, you know, and down here in the South, you've got all these families now. They were traumatized by 9-11, and now they got their their kids and their husbands and wives coming home as zombies, you know, either physically and or mentally screwed up, and that's going to take its toll, you know, that's, you know, that's all, all a direct consequence of 9-11, you know, so we're still having, you know, the trauma to America is still happening, Right. You know, it's still happening. It's just not as explosive, so to speak, as, as 9-11, you know. It's just a slow trickle of, of, of deaths. And, uh, yeah, I think we kind of messed up with that. I think we should have... Oh, I definitely think we, we messed up. I you know, mean, I mean... I mean, personally I don't believe Osama bin Laden's alive. I don't think the guy the guy had the guy has to have if he's alive, then that's really fucked up because the guy's gotta get it you know, um has to have kidney dialysis every day or he'll die. And you can't just you can't just do kidney dialysis in a cave, you know. You can't just like put the guy's blood through A filter, you know You have to have a hospital So if he's still alive He's gotta be near a hospital Every day You know And I have a feeling He's probably dead And there's just like People impersonating him And you know Basically like Kim Jong Il In North Korea He's probably dead too And they're just pretending He's not dead Cause they need that figurehead But I think I, I wasn't of the opinion that something else would happen because I think nine eleven was cost them a lot of time and money to do that to pull that off, and they would probably been planning it for a long time. Well, that's the thing
0: is that these people that's that's how they operate with the you know yeah, you said, get wait, in a similar yeah the, and, the only way you can
1: they're, they're geez, fucking nice. asshole. Welcome to Georgia where we don't fucking use our turn signals Oh they don't use There was a rumor about 4 or 5 years ago In New York State That hey you know what Using your turn signal is just an option You don't really have to As soon as people are like and and Actually legally Yes you do have to use a turn signal But this rumor went around That it wasn't like a legal Need to, to use it And so people just stopped doing it they're like fuck it well if, we're nuts, if we don't have to then why should we and it's like well because it keeps you from getting in accidents <laughs> or, and so for a long time there were all these people in Rochester and New York State just were just not using their turn signal and then probably they started getting in fender benders and now what they do is they hit their turn signal while they're in the middle of the turn I love that maneuver Well, this—I've been here now
0: 15 years, and the whole 15 years I've been here, they've never fucking used them. So Uh I'm just of the opinion that they probably never did. I don't—it's not been some sort of gradual decline or anything. They just don't. It's just part of the culture. I mean, there's jokes about it and stuff, you know. So I don't—I
1: don't know what the hell the deal is. It's just fucking rude, though. Well supposedly I'm going to a real Super redneck town My friend who I'm staying with Is a local librarian Mm -hmm. And she almost lost her job Because one day after work She went to the convenience store And bought some beer to take home with her And you know the whole town Was like the librarian was drinking beer And You know she went to work one day And said hey you know that you drink alcohol and yeah so I'm 30 years old you know 35 years old all well, that you know that just doesn't doesn't wash there I guess for the librarian yeah oh she's got to take piss tests now um where what town is this I'm trying to think of the name of the town that she, that she lives in it's right outside Athens. She's not in Athens. But I think she's literally like 10 minutes outside Athens, you know. I can't remember the name of it. I want to say Conyers, but that's where you used to live, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, That's clear on the other side.
0: That's about, it's about equidistant on the other side of Atlanta from
1: where we are. Where on we this are side. Now. I'd explain to Scotty the other day that New York City was twelve hours away from me where I lived. It was a twelve hour drive. Cause he said something about the Statue of Liberty and I'm like, I don't see the Statue of Liberty. I've only been to New York City. Scotty. Like a few asked times. That? It was either Scotty or Logan. Logan
0: dude, but yeah, Scotty. Well, they should both know better because they've both asked me that before about you know they'll see you know because you see people, New York on TV or in the movies, especially outside of New York State, and that's all people think of is
1: yeah you know because that's all you ever see of it yeah. You know? Well, when I went when I went to the um, store yesterday, I bought my pack of cigarettes, a couple sodas, and a lighter, and it cost eight bucks. And I'm like, man, that costs less than a pack of cigarettes. In New York I'm, uh, I said to the clerk I'm from New York State this, this is cheaper than Buying just a pack on its own He goes I hear That parliament Cigarettes are $12 A pack in New York And I'm like That's New York City See <laughs> so you say that That's To different. people that, that You know
0: Especially if they've Never been to New York State And they don't know What the hell You're talking about Yeah they don't. Everything you ever see Of New York On TV or in movies You've got know you've got the statue of liberty the empire state building used to have the world trade center and then you might have niagara falls i mean look at like superman 2 yeah you know they go straight from new york city to niagara falls so anybody outside that state thinks that's that's, that's what there it. is that's all there is yeah. and you don't see you know you don't see shots of like where we grew up you know where it's well, fucking farmland that's the thing or, it ain't
1: that different than georgia no it's know? not three, three quarters wilderness with you know, and instead of New York City, you got Atlanta. And when right. you go into Atlanta, it's just as urban and, and citified as any place else. Right. And um, the then, right. then when you get outside of it, it's redneck, and there's vast redneck areas in New York State. Oh, yeah. Vast. We know that. You know that. You well, know? I
0: was talking, you know, in, in class the other day, in English class, some of our other... I don't know how the hell it came up, but it came up, you know, mm-hmm. agriculture came up in the conversation, and was, you know, saying something about, you know, how New York was a, you know, it's a top agricultural state, yeah. and everybody was looking at me like, what the hell are you talking about? And I was like, look, goddamn it, it's not all concrete and skyscrapers, alright? There's, That's you barely, know,
1: yeah. barely any of it, yeah,
0: but, yeah, people that
1: th- have never been there or from outside there, they don't know. Well, when you live in New York State, like where I do, you think of New York City as almost its own state. Yeah, it is. Washington really. D.C., you know, yeah. and it is too. Yeah, when you start it's, its own world. I wish it was its own state because that's what makes everything so fucking expensive in New York State. Is you are paying for New York City, you know? There's advantages though too. You know, because one of the nice
0: things with that is I found when when I still lived in New York that you never have to sweat, for the most part anyway, you never have to sweat like, like small, um, traffic stuff, you know, like, like say like parking tickets or minor, you know, uh, like traffic tickets or what, because you remember we used to go to, uh, to Syracuse all the time, well, every time I would go to Syracuse get a speeding ticket? Well, no, I would I would get a parking ticket because there was that one parking garage that we'd always park in, a parking lot that we'd always park in and I'd feed the meter when we first went in but by the time we were done doing whatever the hell we wanted, you know, whatever we were doing, it was the end of the day and time to go home. I'd always have a fucking parking ticket on the car because the meter had expired. I threw that shit away. I never paid a goddamn one of them and never heard anything about it and the thing was that you know, they've got millions, literally millions of fucking people in New York City every day. Right. You know, getting tickets and speeding tickets and, you know, fender benders and all this other shit. There's, you know, Albany is so wrapped up in that shit that the, basically the rest of the state pretty much gets a pass. They're so backed up on that shit, you know? I don't know if it's like that anymore. It was when I was there. The only thing I ever
1: threw away
0: that came back to haunt me. Was uh, we were driving back from um, Niagara Falls one time. It was uh, this was when I was dating Denise, and I was driving her car, that little Geo thing that she had, and she had an expired. Uh, I Guess it must have been the registration. Uh huh. And I got stopped for speeding, and he gave me a pass on the speeding ticket, but then he ticketed uh, ticketed me for the expired registration. Well, not long after that, we broke up. I threw the fucking thing away. I mean, I'd never, you know, paid any of that shit. And years later, I ended up getting something in the mail written on, you know, cr- literally it was crayon on like a piece of note paper, written like a like a child had written it. You know, saying that, you know, that, well, actually what it was, they sent me the official thing, you know, for the ticket you know, saying you need to pay this, or we're going to suspend your license. And I mailed back like an official. You know, I, I think I typed it up and everything. You know, letter saying, "Look, this was not my vehicle. You know, I don't, I don't own this car. I was simply the driver. You know." And I got the thing back, and that was the thing that was on cra- literally on crayon on a piece of note paper, and it said, "You were driver. You pay ticket." And that's what it's. And I was like, "Who the hell wrote this? A kid?" I sent it back And paid it But it wasn't It wasn't horrible It was You know More than I Wanted to pay But It was worth Keeping my license But that was the only thing And that was after You know God only knows How many fucking Parking tickets In
1: Syracuse That I just Threw out the Friggin window I had speeding tickets That I'd get And just Toss them out The fucking window I, I had a friend In Rochester Who ignored Three parking tickets and uh, he was a black guy And he used to ride his bike to work in the suburbs And he was riding his bike to lunch one day at, at work And the cops pulled him over because it's a white suburb And they said, well, you look like a suspect we have in a robbery <laughs> Yeah, and and this is my friend Mark Who doesn't look like a suspect of anything You know, he's a total, you know, nerd Totally nerdy guy. He was on his Pee Wee Herman bike, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, so, you know, he's like, "Well, you know, I, you know, they, you know, they, you know, they determined he wasn't uh, a, a thief, or that it wasn't the droid they were looking for." But then that, you know, since they had him in custody, they had to run his name. Now at the same time, his name's Mark Martin. He was wearing a t-shirt that was the dri- race car driver Mark Martin that somebody bought him. <laughs> so when they said, what's your name? And he said, Mark Martin. They're like, oh, a wise guy, you know. He's just giving us a name off his shirt. But then they found out he really was Mark Martin. Well, of course, in New York City, there was a guy wanted for murder named Mark Martin. Oh, but, God. But he was a white guy. So that they... they'll uh, find a way to pin it on him anyway. <laughs> right, exactly. So... So they but then, you know, when they ran his name, boom, those three traffic tickets came up. They put slapped the cuffs on him and took him to jail. I got a call at work. Hey I'm in jail. Can you come bail me out? Had to go bail him out of jail. Sounds like a Monty
0: Python skin or something. Yeah. Well officer, how you know, how do you explain the fact that, you know, your suspect was a was a white guy but you arrested a black guy? He's very clever. Yes.
1: purposely changed race to avoid suspicion. Yeah, and, and you know, the guy in New York City was ten years younger than him and all that, you know. <laughs> but, and, you know. Okay, they'll, they'll get my If next time my roommate gets pulled over, she's going to jail. I've tried to tell her, but she don't believe me. I hope the
0: statute of limitations is up on all that shit. Yeah, I'm all sure there. it this is. Time I would like to think so. I'm pretty sure that I lived here when I got the thing from New York about about that ticket with the registration. I'm pretty sure, because I know it was years later. And I mean, you know, years, uh, two years later, you know, as little as two years later would put me here after I broke up with Denise. So I had to have lived here when I got that. So they were threatening to suspend my Georgia license, so that shit haunted me here yeah you know. but I'm hoping all that's that's well gone away by now but I know I had at least a couple of speeding tickets outstanding and fuck I have no idea how many parking tickets I'm guessing a couple of dozen <laughs> I mean cause I'm serious every single time I would go to go to anywhere really not just Syracuse but especially Syracuse get a parking ticket I just fling that sh- fucking shit
1: out the window ah fuck you I wouldn't pay that shit. Okay, so when I get there, I'm going east, right? Okay. Yeah, you're headed east because you're headed towards east and then south, right?
0: I think you're going one exit south, South, right? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, because we're headed east right now, so yeah, you have to be going east. So far, before I would be required to purchase Sumped something. Buy a ticket, yeah. Boy, uh-huh. this fucking brakes sound terrible. I'm gonna have to get that addressed. That sounded like it was just grinding pure metal there a little while ago. <sighs> I'm sure it's picking up on there. <laughs> yeah, i will be like,
1: god damn. Maybe one of our listeners. At least if you get anything of it, it'll get brakes. where you honk the horn and we're like, hey, asshole. <laughs> you fucking asshole.
0: I should have had that with me that time. I got fucking T-boned at the intersection. That would have been a good recording because Randy and I were just yakking away about geek shit too, if I remember right.
1: I came this close to having a car get- that I was in... Get totaled on video. Oh. I was filming like literally 30 seconds before we got in the crash. I put the, I was filming out the back of the car with that little pixel camera. Do you remember that? Like, oh yeah. That I had. I was filming out the back of the car, and we were in on the. We were between C- Cincinnati and Louisville, Kentucky. I think we'd actually gotten into Louisville What were you doing in Louisville? We were going to a Grateful Dead show <laughs> And it was like we'd, we'd been to a show in Cincinnati And then the next show was in Louisville Which was literally about a half hour away from Cincinnati Now that I think of it I guess I have been in Cincinnati before I, uh, uh, We were at the stadium Where all those kids got trampled At the Who concert uh-oh. There was a little memorial for them And we were just driving, it was, we were going to get breakfast, driving down the main drag of Louisville, and this woman, yeah, just T-boned us, just came right off the street, blew right through a red light, nailed us, we did a whole 360 degrees, and hit the curb and up onto the sidewalk, and two of the wheels bent 90 degrees underneath the car. Got a hover conversion right there on the spot. Exactly. And she was driving with no license. She was taking a car for a test drive. She went over to someone's house. Oh shit! Going to buy a car, take it a test drive. She bought and, it now. Yeah, right. Blew right. Well, her car wasn't that bad. at That well, it wasn't even her car. But yeah, no license, nothing. Boom, just trashed us. And we were the ones who were worried because we were in Louisville, Kentucky, with a New York State license plate and all dressed like freaks for a Grateful Dead show you know boys ain't from around here are you? but the cops in Louisville Kentucky were very nice and they helped they, they like went out of their way to help us out and we ended up sitting in a diner with them having donuts and coffee <laughs> well K- Kentucky's kind of a tweener
0: anyway isn't it it's not quite the deep south but it's not yeah. you know it's and not Louisville's uh, Louisville's I think the biggest city in Kentucky too right. so that's uh, that's John and Charlie territory there that's where they live is Kentucky oh. I'm not sure where but yeah they live in Kentucky I don't, I don't know if they listen to us or not but they need to they need to come next time that would be awesome that would be getting the six of us together those are the guys from alternate reality yeah. right yeah, yeah. well I, I've tried I mean I know Eric was working them too and they had just been to, I'd like uh, to see a preacher's perspective on oh, uh, yeah, Dragon Con <laughs> that would be very interesting Well they had just been to that Chicago show That Chicago, I don't know what the hell it's called Wizard World Chicago uh-huh. I think it is They had just been to that With, uh, with Eric Because Eric flew up for that So they were all together for that
1: Did you see any pictures? I saw some, I watched video, there's video from that. Oh okay, I hadn't seen the video I just looked at some of the pictures And it's funny because uh, Eric looked completely different He looked like Maybe he's lost some weight between it, or maybe the camera wasn't kind to him no, I don't for know. then because I was like because I had a picture of Eric in my head that pretty much matches up with what he looked like oh, really? when we met him see I really didn't know what he looked like I mean when they pulled up um,
0: and, and were honking because that, that was funny I forgot to tell that story when we were talking about DragonCon you know uh, Adam and I were just sitting in the in, basically in the fucking driveway coming into the into the hotel sitting there and i don't know he was adam was doing something tinkering with his camera or something i forget what the hell we were doing but just sitting there taking a load off and this car pulls up and starts honking the horn it was like hey and i forget what they said they called us something and i didn't pay him any attention i thought just a couple more assholes you know and then i realized that that one of them was eric i recognized his face then when he got out, I was like, "Jesus, he's a big motherfucker." I, I didn't realize, yeah, I didn't realize how big he was. So if I'd have seen him walking towards me or something, I probably wouldn't have given him a second glance. But I because probably would have turned around and ran the other way. Yeah, but because he was sitting down in the car, I, you know, uh, all I could see was his face. So I, then I recognized
1: him. But Todd, I don't think I had seen a picture of. Before. No, I don't think I, wouldn't, I, I wouldn't have known him. Yeah, at all. I don't think I'd seen a picture of Todd at all. But Eric I actually saw a video of him And I was like "Ooh, he's a little heavier than I, than I thought I pictured him as a tall skinny guy And maybe it's because he mentioned something About being tall before Or something like that And he sort of reminded me He looked a lot Which is really funny He looked a lot like my friend Jim Hansen Who looked a lot like Jim Henson, As Eric does And even almost had You know the same name I just
0: feel bad that, that those guys, and then you, of course, are here, and, and we get on video and, and all these pictures and stuff for DragonCon when I just look like a chubby motherfucker. Because up until about, well, about a year ago when I got laid off, man, I, I was on that, you know, I was on a really strict diet. I had lost a shitload of weight. I was down to, it's like 190-something. So, I mean, I was I was looking good. And then after that layoff, I've just, I've been, I'll be, I'll be honest, I've just been fucking lazy, and I kind of backslid as far as taking care of myself diet-wise. Get that bike, man. Yeah, and I fucking put all that weight back on, and man, I've looked at some of those pictures, and I'm ashamed of myself, so. I'm telling you, that's not, uh, I'll call it a New Year's resolution, but it's really a new DragonCon revolu- uh, resolution, that by next DragonCon, uh, I'm going be be be, yeah, to be back in
1: shape. Yeah, and especially Slimaneca. seeing me all buff and. You know, tan and rested, you know. Yeah, I know it makes a guy feel bad. Shit. My long, flowing, silky, sheeny hair and my ripped muscles and abs, my six pack. Six pack of Coke. Six pack of Dr. Pepper, man. <laughs> Well, the six pack's just on one side of my gut. And I got the other six pack on the other side. Well, I mean, I was not a uh, fucking
0: Chippendales model by any stretch, but at least I didn't—I wasn't fucking thick in the middle either. That—that's what's what was embarrassing to me is looking at some of those pictures and going, "Jesus
1: Christ, what is wrong with me?" Yeah, I'll tell you what, though, man, you're fucking anorexic compared to. <laughs> remember that Uh, one guy, we were walking, and we were walking behind him, coming back from lunch at the Mexican place, and that guy, he he had the springs on the heels of his sneakers, he had the sneakers with the springs on them, and I'm like, I want a pair of sneakers like that, and then I'm looking, and I'm thinking, they probably specially make them for guys because his, I mean, he literally, it was jiggling like jello, you know, he was just humongous. Those guys must really suffer Dragon Con, because they must be sedentary all the rest of the year, and then they're forced to go there and
0: just, like, move around. Move around, yeah. And it must kill them. Well, there needs to be some sort of a... Some sort of... You know how, how these different organizations, and there's different clubs that have, like, support groups for exercising yeah. and shit? There needs to be something like that for geeks, you know? Some, you know, something to... Because it is such a stereotype, you know, and I really don't like the stereotype. But then you go no there, and you know, the people are living it. You know, people are living that stereotype. Yeah, well, that's we went to that Star Trek panel, and look at look at the, I mean, some huge guys at that Star Trek panel. I was like,
1: jeez. And well, you know, I mean, all those stereotypes come from somewhere. I actually, I was in a store in New York City or New York City in, in New York State you know in Rochester down the street from my house and there was a black woman in there and I heard her go oh loady loady load oh loady loady she was reading off the the um read the numbers on the lottery and I guess <laughs> she picked the numbers that had won that day like the week before whatever. Oh, she's down. like Oh, loady, loady, load! Wouldn't you know it? I picked these numbers. Oh, load! And I'm just like, man, doesn't she know that she's just like, you know? Come on, <laughs> you're in New York State. You go. Oh, loady, loady, load! The devil done. Done <laughs> messed up my numbers. All right, you fucking idiot! Stop pacing me
0: in my blind spot. Run your stupid ass off the road. Yeah. You need to get over. God man, I want I want that car from which one is it? I think it's Living Daylights. James Bond movie uh-huh. where it's got the fucking
1: missiles in the in the headlights. That's the I, car. You know that well, I know. I'm constantly picturing in my head missiles launching yep. from the side of whatever vehicle I'm in and just like <clears throat> just spiraling off like in Clone Wars. Yeah. Just like. That's
0: why I like to play that that Saints Row game so much where you can just like.
1: Helicopters out of, the yeah, sky. out of the sky and blow stuff up off the road. Well, that's what I like about idiocracy. Is that they're blowing up his car, and one of the missiles like <laughs> screws off, and you see a plane <laughs> a crashing plane crash. in the background. Which kind of is unrealistic because you would think, all right, we're going on exit fifty three, right? Yep. You'd you, you think, and then it's like all the measurements on, on the directions are like in feet. <laughs> So yeah, like, we, I'm hoping we can just see the, the exit the, from... Or yeah, the... The, the, the signs for whatever. the bar now or, Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like, turn left at I-39 drive southwest, 79 feet. All right, I just need to point out that
0: we are exiting at Martin Luther King Jr. Drive in Atlanta, so... In, in I'm the, not in afraid the, in the chances that this is our last recording it's it's been a lot of fun and we've really enjoyed it But this this may be the last you hear of the two true freaks
1: I'm, I'm not depending afraid. on how this experience goes 953 in the morning that's not that's not hell time on my Mar- and it's funny because I yeah, it's it's kind of sad I think that Martin Luther King who's this guy you know who was a great you know considered a great American He invented peanut butter, right? Yeah. And, (laughs) yeah, his middle name was Skippy. A lot of people don't know that. Uh, The the whole Luther thing is like... Anyway. They always name the worst part of town after him. The worst, you know, the most... I just find it bizarre. We've got a Martin Luther King Jr. driving. Rochester. although well, I mean although any, it's, uh, any
0: place I've ever been, any city I've oh, ever yeah. been in that had oh, kind a of Martin damn. Luther King
1: Road or Drive or damn, anything look at that graffiti, like, man. Yeah. Holy shit, housing complex oh boarded up housing complexes. You ain't whistling ditsy. Look at the, look at this
0: side of the road. This fucking hasn't been trimmed back or, or caught or anything or in probably clean. fifty years. It's ridiculous. God damn those brakes sound bad. I gotta get that shit done. Well, I, know I want some sound hands like it.
1: I want to get some pants just like that that dude right over there. Okay, left at I thirty nine. I guess this is what this is, right? Right. I
0: guess. You tell me. I don't see any signs that aren't painted over.
1: (laughs) Well, it's the only way we can turn. I mean, if we go straight, we're gonna drive right into that fence into (laughs) a cemetery. Yeah,
0: great. Welcome to
1: town. Here's the cemetery. Now we're gonna go seventy nine feet. Okay, and then a slight right. right. So okay, you got your yard see. your yardstick on you. Yeah, but I all right, have really, to take are we going my left pay. or right? To, we're taking a slight right a slight here. Slight right, seventy nine okay, feet. Right. So it's got to be this. Got right to there. There's one thirty nine right there. Okay. We're going two hundred and ninety two feet. You're counting right, and then you take one, the first left onto Anderson four, Avenue Southwest. Eleventeen. It's got to be right up here, right? At, where are we taking a left or right? What? We're taking a left on Anderson
0: Avenue, Southwest. Anderson Avenue. All right, that's a one-way street, so I don't think I'm supposed to turn there.
1: This it's feels like it's more X than left. 292 feet. I know. What the hell's up with that? Can't turn there. I don't know how many is
0: 292 feet? Can't turn there either. That's a one-way street. Well, that's a cool-looking whatever the hell that is. What is that? Westview? Westview Drive? We're on, are we supposed to be on Ralph David Abernathy? doesn't say Ralph doesn't say wow
1: <laughs> wow Jesus you're right.
0: Christ it looks like a fucking demilitarized zone
1: it does it, it looks like we're in a third world country <laughs> <laughs> alright that's
0: it these fucking brakes have got to get addressed that's ridiculous I'm surprised we're stopping at this point Man, these are ancient Even the, the traffic lights are old as shit No wonder these people are so pissed off all the time
1: Wellington Street Some shopping carts Somebody's going right, shopping we should see the fucking
0: Marta thing by now, shouldn't we? You would think
1: you would think. We did go the right way, straight. right? Yeah, I think that was pretty much the only way we could go as per those directions. So exit, turn left. Yeah, we followed all the directions. Where the fuck is this place? Well, I think if we don't find it here in the next block or so, there was a gas station over there. Oh, back. fuck no, I'm not getting out and asking. I'll go either. out and ask. Hi there. <laughs> you like my goofy hat? You like my Chewbacca shirt? Goddamn light! Change already. I'm not afraid. I'd walk right down
0: through here during the day. Uh, yeah. You let me know how that works out for you. Shit. All right. Mind the white
1: people now. Do not harm. Do good. <laughs> Stay in love with God. All right. <laughs> keeping it down to basics right there yeah, pretty much yeah all
0: right
1: i think we're lost i yeah. think it's official at this point all right we know right where to get lost too i say we go to that gas station man i'll go in all right hang it's, on. let me get it, them up here and... whatever the directions are they can't be too complicated at this point we have definitely right? gone more
0: than 292 feet <laughs> yeah
1: right yes
0: all right i'm gonna go over to whatever that is over there and turn around God damn it, it seems like we should see a MARTA station, you know, a MARTA station's kind of hard to miss
1: with, like, trains and shit. (sighs) Let's see, what was it called, the Westlake MARTA station? I saw the turn for Westlake Road, but we couldn't turn on it. Right, I hope those are, like, current directions and shit. Well, they should be. Alright, let's just turn and go back. Is that place called The Athlete's Foot? <laughs> Come on.
0: Really? You gotta name your store The Athlete's Foot? Come on.
1: That's just fucking. Hey, there's cops. That makes me feel a little better. I got the Tenactin special going <laughs> Ten- The Athlete's Foot. Come on. That's just the stupidest shit in the world They have to go out If they don't go out of business man
0: Well they got a giant sign saying What's it say Something fall up to 75% off Yeah, yeah they're, they're shit yeah. They're
1: not doing so good Yeah I bought these shoes at the athlete's foot Fucking Fried rice king Chinese food Wing girls Inside What, what the, the hell, hell is, is that, that? We only use the wings of female chickens <laughs> Wing girls Now see, but now look over here There's some. Pre- That's a pretty nice house over there Decent house Looks like your standard family house A little swing set
0: Fuck you, yeah, asshole I'm going, know. I'm going Jesus Christ, the light just turned green Damn, it's like the drag races
1: God damn Google Maps! You didn't walk this, did you? Did you know I didn't it in Google. No, I didn't. Oh. For once, it just looks so simple. Get, I
0: wonder if you can get vir- virtually shot or mugged
1: virtually Google Maps. Google Maps. That, that would be awesome. awesome. Yes. <laughs> and that flow with it old English malt liquor. Yep. God damn it
0: Sounds like a fucking
1: Train coming up That down. is awesome Just a little shack Where you can get food
0: I don't know It says mama's place Mama may not really live there
1: <laughs> Mama's got some badass Exhaust <laughs> Working there For For just a house Mama must either have some Be cooking barbecue Or have the worst gas In the world Alright We need to find Well, there's a gas station up here with two guys sitting out, you know, two old guys sitting out front, the white guy and the black guy, smoking cigarettes, and then there was like a cash station up here or whatever. See? Oh, yeah. Now, I'll tell you what.
0: Water Town. They finally tore that fucking eyesore down. down. Yeah, I saw that when I was up. It's ten. All right, you want me to pull into this? Yeah, the BP. Uh, God damn it! I think it's time for a
1: brake job. What do you think? Hell yeah, maybe. I wonder if they'll let you in. <laughs> Look at that, Homer. All right. I'm taking my goofy hat off. Right, if I hear gunshots, I'm driving away. I'm just letting you know right now. <laughs> Don't drive away my shit,
0: man. That shit's going up on eBay. Be making some mad money. There he goes into the BP station to ask for directions. That's a brave or stupid or both motherfucker right there. Will he make it? Tune in next week. They're probably laughing their asses off. This crazy lost asshole. Bum, bum, bum. Hey, he made it. He's actually walking out under his own power.
1: In his fucking Chewbacca shirt. Right on MLK. Right on MLK. And then the first left at the Chevron station. First left at the Chevron.
0: Alright, MLK is back this way, right? Well what the fuck? Stupid ass Google. I wonder if we were supposed to take a right off the exit and then follow the directions. But it doesn't say take a right off the exit, does it? It I thought a computer
1: program working it all out.
0: Well I mean that first that first thing where it says what's it say? take exit 53, I bet you we're supposed to go right, but it doesn't fucking say to go right, it just says to take the exit. I did that. Okay, All right, right, right here. here? So what, take a right right here? Right here. God damn, I didn't even look. Someone could have got creamed. Alright, so take a right. A ah, okay. God damn it. So easy, huh?
1: And of course the guy was Apu. Oh, okay. it's very easy. Oh, was it Indian Dean guy? Yeah, Cool. Very friendly, very friendly fella. Uh, I gotta say, though, people are friendlier here than they are in New York State. There we go, that's it right there. People are friendly as hell in, in Georgia. <laughs> I mean, when we go into restaurants or convenience stores, everybody's chatty, friendly... Courteous. That girl the other day, where was that? We stopped somewhere. Dairy Queen? Oh, I know, it was uh, Brewster's at the Brewster's. Yeah, she was. She looked very friendly. That girl's got quite a wiggle in her caboose. <laughs> it's like. Nice fucking parking job. That car looks abandoned. So like two big fat cats fighting in a burlap sack. <laughs> <laughs> Kaboom! Did you see her just playing her ass? I'm surprised (laughs) that
0: bench didn't flip. Oh, it actually does look like it's leaning to one side. It definitely is leaning to one side. I think she just drove the peg deeper into the fucking concrete over there. All
1: right. Well, signing off. Off to Athens, Georgia. If you never saw me again, I disappeared into the wilderness. One-two freak.
0: (laughs) Visit our website at twotruefreaks.libson.com where you can download all of our episodes and find our forum to openly and freely discuss topics from this and all other episodes with us and your fellow listeners. twotruefreaks.libson.com is spelled T-W-O-T-R-U-E-F-R-E-A-K-S dot Libson, which is L-I-B-S-Y-N dot com. The 2 True Freaks now have a phone line where you can call and leave a completely inappropriate message. Maybe we'll even use it on the show. That number is 1-585-COP-LURE. That's 1-585-267-5873.
1: You can email 2 True Freaks directly at 2TrueFreaks at gmail.com.
0: If you enjoyed this show, why not review us in iTunes? And if you didn't enjoy this show, why not review us in iTunes? Two True Freaks is a very proud member of the League of Comic Book Podcasts. For more information, visit comicbooknoise.com league.
1: We are now also members of the Comics Podcast Network. You can check it out at www.comicspodcasts.com, where you can hear our new episodes when we put them up. Thanks for listening to Two True Freaks. Two True Freaks has been brought to you today by Damanzo Corps of Milan, Italy and by the letters F and U.
0: Well, I've just dropped Chris off at the Marta station. He's going to take Marta to the bus station and then from there he's going to go visit some friends um, near Athens and then next Monday he'll be headed back to the great state of New York. And... I'm very sad. It uh, it was totally awesome having him here, having him come down for Dragon Con. it was even more awesome for me, really, just to have him be able to, to come, you know, back to my house and you know meet my wife and children for the first time and everything, and just have him hang out for a few days and just you know just totally kick it old school, you know, watch some movies, play some games, hang out, just goof off. It's been awesome. Uh, I, I cannot believe. It had been almost 20 years since we'd been able to do that, and it was just so great. It just, you know, we fell right back into, into old routines and everything. It was just, you know, two young guys hanging out. It's awesome. I'm really going to miss them. I, I hope that uh, you know, everything can work out for next year and we can, you know, we can do this all over again you know, at, at the very, at the very latest, you know, next year for, for next Dragon Combo. hopefully maybe even, uh, something will work out to do it even sooner than that, maybe another convention or, or something else, but, uh, yeah, just totally awesome having him here. Take care, brother.
1: I love you.